That Skype ringtone is really fun, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> the immediate good mood, right? <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> the concept record. <laughs> What's up, Freaks? Welcome back to the Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prog Space. I'm one of your hosts, Randy Salo from Freaks, and with me as always, and finally back in the Moonbase, Dario from the Prog Space and Freaks. Yeah, it's uh, Tuesday today. We're recording a day early. It's uh, March 19th. It's my dad's birthday. I have to call him later. And I think it's May 19th, actually. Yeah. What did I say? March. March. Uh, also with an M. <laughs> Time yeah. stopped when Corona lockdown began. Yeah, that was March 14 or something. <laughs> um, you're right. It's May 19th, of course. And it is the broadcast episode 57. And we have another special guest uh, calling in from all the way from Australia tonight. Uh, today, for him, it's tonight already. <laughs> He's in the future. He's in the future. Yeah. future hi, man. Hi, Jim. Jim Gray from Caligula's Horse. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. Hey, Jim. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. To see and hear. To see yeah. and hear. Because yeah. the future is now. Likewise. <laughs> and this is the only way that we can communicate right now. Yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of interviews recently, and it's been really great. Because it means I get to talk to people uh for once instead of sort of like shuffling away from them at the shop yeah yeah it's nice it's nice we're all trapped cheers 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 all right we're, we're gonna get back to you in a second uh first as always uh randy what what did we talk about last week we didn't have a guest last week didn't we no we did not have a guest last week we uh we went through our top tens of the 2010s and yes. uh we took turns uh, going through what each of us thought were our our favorite albums from the 2010s, so that, that's that, a that's a cool episode. I think you should yeah. check it out. And it was was a lot of fun. Uh, Jim, do you have like any any albums from the last decade that immediately spring to your mind that stood out? Like were like you know, it would help. It would help a lot if I could remember most of the last decade. Um, <laughs> but not required. You know, <laughs> things happen. So uh, I'll get back to you by the end of this. Ask me again at the end. Okay, <laughs> we'll cool. I'll try to remember that. <laughs> I hope you don't. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And you had another What's Hot this week? I did. And I had Deepish Mode in it again. And I finally wow. found out why they're putting the, those videos out from Sounds of the Universe, uh, the 2009 album. And... I found out it's like it's the videos they from back then they're just putting it up on YouTube but they're so good that I that I just wanted to include them because yeah. you know they they always have like the best video um directors and amazing concepts so this one this week was for the song Peace uh-huh it was a really powerful video and then I'm not sure I don't remember if I uh, already if I really complained you know, on the air publicly here last week that there's so many guitar and, and bass and drum playthroughs, but not so many uh, vocal sing-throughs mm. uh, coming out these uh, days. And, uh, well, we had two bands uh, hear my uh, complaint, probably not, but uh, they did it anyway. So it was uh, Courtney from Spearbox and then... Um, Chris from Azure. So oh, yeah. we had two uh, really cool sing-throughs in the What's Hot last week. Also, we also, uh, or, uh, we, we, of course, we had um, 
Ah, uh, yeah. Because I always put the releases of the week. I put a uh, song of uh, Rise Radiant again in there. And it was the second single, Slow Violence. Because it's going to be released this week, right? <laughs> On Friday, the 22nd, yes. Yes, May. Which is earlier <laughs> here than you. The 22nd of May, yeah, let's be specific. <laughs> We're in May. Um, Still in May. Very nice. We did it. Yeah, and there's there was a new protest, the hero song, new Kansas song, and uh, actually it was there. There was the uh, very first uh, Sleep Makes Waves song with a like with a lead vocal. Oh yeah, wow! Have you heard it, Jim? I, I'm I'm sure you know. I haven't band. heard it yet. No, <laughs> I know the guys, and I'm really excited about it. But I've been super negligent. I haven't heard it <laughs> at all. Uh, sorry, guys. I'll listen today. <laughs> All right, uh, that was uh, last week's or this week's What's Hot uh, that came out yesterday because it's Tuesday. So the What's Hot list always comes out on Mondays. Yeah, and that brings us to our next uh, section in this episode. Um, what's in your Walkman, Jim? Interestingly, um, I was kind of late to the um, new Hayley Williams pedals for Armour, like mini EP she's been releasing. Um, and I listened to the whole album the other day, and it's just awesome. Um, and what that's made me do uh, is go back and listen to a whole stack of Paramore hmm. that I really enjoy, uh, which is cool, because I've also been introducing my daughter to a whole bunch of, like, female-fronted music of all different styles. Like, she loves, she loves Bjork now, which is great. Uh, Good start. Paramore's point. on her favorite list. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, we've been digging into that, so I've been really enjoying uh, Pedal to Armor, for sure. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, cool, cool choice. Um, that was that was quick. <laughs> Maybe you could pull, pick out a song for Dario to add to our playlist for later. Um, you could think about it in the meantime if you want. Um, but we like no, I, I got. I think I think oh. Dead Horse. Dead Horse is it. Uh, it's got like a fun uh, melodic chorus, and it's kind of upbeat irony in that it's quite sort of dark content song, kind of in a really light way, and it's got those sort of nineties era. Um, pop the influences from like almost Caribbean sounds and stuff. Oh, it's really cool. Cool stuff. Um, what's in your welcome, Randy? Uh, I have a little something old and a little something new. Um, Actually, uh, before before you go on, I will um, put back the ones you the ones we picked last week. Yeah. Again, because last week we had those two. Um, yeah, maybe also for for you, Jim, to uh, know. We always put together playlists like that are accompanying the. The, the podcast episode. Yeah. Um, All the music we talk about. Yeah, and so last week, as we had those uh, best of the decade, I made two, one for uh, Randy and one for me, and, and I thought that those should be standalone, so we kind of left those what's in our Walkman picks out of those playlists, so I'm going to put them yeah. back in. Yeah. Yours was... What the, what was the name of the band again? Um, um, Forming the Void. Forming the Void, exactly. Yep. Um, so that's going to so be in sludgy, there. Sludgy stoner metal stuff. Yeah. And this uh, week to something totally different. Uh, yeah. So two things: one thing old, one thing new. One thing old, which feels somehow relevant, is Arena's Contagion. <laughs> Jim, I don't know if you know that record, um, but uh, the Neo... I don't. Yeah, so the Neo-Prog band Arena from the UK. Um, yes. Doing uh, 
some really solid neo prog stuff. I think you know neo prog's not maybe my favorite kind of prog, but I really like the the way Arena does. Yeah, Arena, their stuff. Arena, uh, mostly is especially in later like like newer albums. Uh, a bit more a heavier approach, like a little bit more guitars than other bands like IQ and stuff. Yeah, you know, and Pendragon, all those. So and and John Mitchell on guitar is always amazing. Right, uh, and but the keyboardist is also yeah. he writes Cl- Clive Nolan. Clive Nolan, yes, who writes a lot of the music too. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely like a good share of keyboard stuff, but yeah. it has a different feel. You're right; it yeah. doesn't. No, 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 no proper neo prog band without a swaths of keyboards. <laughs> if I would comp- if I would if I would like say there's like one thing different about them than what a lot of what I think of as neo prog is it's not so happy, you know what I mean? It's not so like upbeat. It's a little bit darker, I I find, like a little yeah. darker content. So, eh, anyway, <laughs> taste is taste. But anyway, there's an album called Contagion and it's a concept record about pandemics, I guess, uh, which is really great. And I would include the song Cutting the Cards, uh, which is yes. one of the last songs. And then something new is I have to give a shout out to uh, Protest the Hero, the the new single From the Sky, from the new album that's coming out in June is just killer. Yeah. So that's going to be my my new pick. Dario, what's in your wallet? Yes, one? I actually, I don't have any new picks because I... I've been listening to the new Vulcan album the whole week, more or less. So, and that's that was one of my two picks last week already. Um, so last week, <laughs> our, I put our picks as a YouTube embedded YouTube videos on the articles on yep. our on our websites. Um, but um, yeah, this week we can include them in the playlist. So I'm gonna put m- the funny thing about Vulcan, this Swedish band. I think it's the third album, and the drummer is the same drummer. He also plays for Diablo Swing Orchestra. Um, and, um, funny thing is that like two, uh, uh, other friends of mine, we came up like in this, in, in, in a couple of days, we, de- in individually, we developed like a super, uh, addiction to the song, um, blinding ornaments. And, and I found out. Hey, this guy is addicted to the to this song as well, and this guy as well. So I have the feeling, yeah, there's really something going on there <laughs> with with that uh, album and that song. So this time I I will put uh, blinding ornaments in the into the playlist. And the other one was the Dutch guitar guy called Heik Ersemerci with his uh, debut uh, solo EP that was like, yeah, instrumental uh, guitar. A little bit genty, a little bit like death, the band influence. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm going to put uh, these two again. Yeah, cool. And that brings us to uh, this week's main topic, which is... The, the main new, event. The new Caligula's Horse album, Rise Radiant. Um, now, you've you guys been around for a couple of years already, uh, but I guess there still might be some people who have not heard about you or... Maybe they're not familiar about your history, uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the beginnings of the band and and what you've been up to this last this past decade, even though you don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I probably know most of what I've been up to, uh, but if you ask the other guys in the band, they'll tell you I don't. Um, there, we started around in 2011, so we've been around for about nine years now. Um, Sam and I 
put together Sam Valen, our guitarist. We, uh, he put together a, a solo record, which was like a side project for his band at the time. Um, just a little creative outlet for him. And he asked me to come in and do some guest vocals on one song. And I, I thought to myself that that didn't sound like too much of a commitment. So yeah, not a problem. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm here talking to you guys and I don't know what happened in between. No, so we've, we've released four, four records and this will be our fifth. Um, most recently, the last, the last two albums of ours, uh, Bloom and In Contact have been through Inside Out Music. And it was basically on Bloom, our third album that we kind of developed more of a, a worldwide fan base such as it is and started touring the world and stuff so yeah really excited for rise radiant now uh because it gives me something to do which is the most important thing and um and inside (laughs) out when they picked you guys up they also re-released the first two albums moments from ephemeral city and the tide thief and rivers end all right um so staying for a moment uh, at the in the history of of Caligula's Horse uh, I started yesterday I started like a, the Caligula's Horse week to do like every night uh, you know chronologically the album so last night I listened to, nice. to the moments uh, with with friends on on Discord like uh, every night and um, yeah it was w- w- it 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 definitely felt like it's been a long time that I've I've been listening to this, so um, I kind of forgot a lot of stuff that's happening, and it, and we were like, "Damn, why are there so many guitar solos on this album?" <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the the original idea I think was to get you know for for each of the songs that had vocals. I know that I think Singularity is the only tune that's an instrumental. It's been a long time since I've listened to the album. I think, um, I think there's two instruments, but every song was going to have a different guest vocalist and I was going to come in on, um, I think it was either Alone in the World or Equally Flawed, one of those. And, you know, Sam and I just sort of ended up collaborating on on the rest of it and we ended up writing uh, The City Has No Empathy, which was the single from the album. We wrote that one together. And again, each step of the way, that was sort of like, this is fun, this is fun, this is easy, oh my God, okay. And then we just kept going (laughs) together. It just happens. If I did a different voice, that would sound very different. It'd be like, this is fun. This is fun. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And so that's pretty much exactly what happened. We were a pair of Valley girls and now we're here. <clears throat> <laughs> Do you have any, any favorite uh, songs from that album still? Um, I mean, you, you play City Has No Empathy still and you, you still have that one in your life set, right? Or you had uh, like a couple of years we ago? We did. Was... Yeah, we haven't played in a long time. Um <laughs> There's, yeah, there's very little from that. Like, we'll revisit stuff like Alone in the World periodically, but it's always like a revisit of, of a, a sort of thing. Because, yeah. again, that's like 11 years back in our career, and we felt like we've grown so much since then. And our fan base has come in at different albums throughout yeah. our careers. There's a lot of people came in at Bloom. A lot of people came in in contact, and even more now. So it's like, when you delve that far back in the back catalog, it's, you know, it's, it's for the diehards. It's for the OG <laughs> fans. But uh, it, it's few and far between. The regulars are pretty much from that point on. It. Does a, a, a part of, apart from the that, it feels like revisiting uh, this album from time to time for live sets. Do do you, do you have a favorite for yourself? Like from this album, like I could put in the playlist. You know. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think this think the city has no empathy. Uh, I mean, okay. There's a lot of stuff in that that I I don't like personally agree with anymore i mean it's like it's a very angry song right and i was 
I was I was younger and I was I was way more furious. Um, <laughs> and it has some sentiments in there that I probably wouldn't be voicing artistically now. I don't need to voice artistically now. Um, but it has a really warm sort of place for me because it was the first collaboration with Sam. It was the first time that we kind of threw ideas back and forth and got like really excited about what was coming out. So yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful memory for me, that one. Fair enough. Um, before we move on, um, back then you were still singing with Arcane, right? Or was that yeah. already? No, that was not done. Um, yeah, I remember when when this album came out, I was like, oh, there's some guitarist solo album and it has the Arcane vocalist singing on it. <laughs> and I didn't think too much of it or I didn't really check it out. I don't know. I was, uh, yeah, still still convinced that Arcane would be the, the um, band making it big internationally. But... Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. Ar Arcane didn't really end until, like, equivalent with the release of Bloom, like, basically right on the release of Bloom, I think, was the, oh, wow. the moment that Arcane kind of came to an end, yeah. Uh, but before before Bloom, there was the Tide, the Thief, and Rivers End. Uh, do you have any favorite songs from the album? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we always play Dark Hair Down the that yeah. one is is it's in the set list it's like it's a fan favorite it's one of our favorites to play um i think it's one of the strongest songs on on the album i do have a soft spot for um all is quiet by the wall and also thief so you can pick out of those three i'm not gonna keep listing songs from the album and make it more difficult for you but <laughs> i, I <laughs> I, I, before we close the Tide, Thief and Rivers End chapter, I just need to tell you the story. When when uh, we met at uh, uh, Biprog, my friend in Barcelona, um, I'm not no, I'm not sure if the, I was there two years. I'm not sure if it was the year where you played or if it was the other year. But one year they always played um, Water's Edge in the uh, changeover breaks, you know. And that kind of made me fall mm -hmm. in love with that song in particular. <laughs> um, oh, nice. <laughs> See, that's awesome. And I re also remember... Uh, I love it when there's like a connection between stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, when there's like a, a like a memory associated with a song. And it's like, oh, man, that's sweet. I like that. And I also talked uh, with uh, Mariana from I Am The Morning about it. And she also loves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, she's a good egg. <laughs> yeah, she's very sweet, and uh, yeah, she's also been doing some live streams. We just uh, we had a uh, few connection problems, and we were talking about live streams. Um, yeah, you said if there's any a connection, I just remembered. I forgot to mention something from the um, what's hot, and that was. <laughs> A little, little bit of self, uh, a shameless self plug here. Not um, that I have any album out or, or anything, but I'm working with my good friend Lucas De La Rosa, um, and I've been doing some work promoting his, uh, their new uh, EP or their solo debut EP, um, Sunlight Highlights. And on on this week's What's Hot, I put a little drum cover by a young guy. Not too far from you, I think his name is Liam, Liam Bradford, and I and I know Josh, uh, the Caligula's drummer, knows him. 
He's 13, and he did like in okay. a, in, the, in the matter of one week, he played the most insane uh, um, program drums that Lucas did on the on the EP. So you definitely should check out that video. <laughs> yeah, what a legend, man! That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, there's been a couple of times. This might be the same kid where uh, in Australia, um, his mom like contacts us before the show and like contacts the venue and has to get someone underage in. And he's always like up on a balcony, like loving every second of it and comes and meets us after <laughs> the show. That's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> I wish there were more all ages kind of shows in Australia, but it's, it's hard with our kind of pub music scene, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in Germany, it's, it's, it's weirdly not that much of a thing um, because you can always bring your kids or if, if you're not going with the parent, you can like, put in the guardian like like you you can the parents can sign like a like a, uh, something that they have a trusted um adult with the um, kid yeah yeah I, i'm guessing the liquor laws are maybe more strict in in australia than here in germany yeah maybe i mean you can you can start drinking beer oh, very. At, at 16 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 16 yes. i mean we all did it just wasn't legal that's the you know it's, it's fine all right. or is it i don't moving know moving on moving on to bloom that was as you said the kind of breakthrough record and i also for me was like this the the, the moment uh marigold the single dropped uh before i i really didn't uh check out moments or the tide and thief and whatnot thoroughly but the moment uh um mary gold single dropped i was just blown away and i i think it was it, it must have felt the same for you suddenly getting attention from all over the world or more even more so much more attention than before from all over the world right yeah i mean it was it was super crazy because we had up until that point it was only um sort of underground channels, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was like real diehards, people that actively seek out prog music and go like, all right, who's that? Who's this? Who's this <laughs> band no one knows about? I'm listening to that <laughs> and I'm doing it today. Probably what you guys do, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> and after that, it was, <laughs> after that, you know, like after Bloom and, you know, with Inside Out's platform and, and, and all of a sudden having an album that really appealed to a lot more people, it seemed, things jumped in a way that seemed insane at the time. I mean, I, I was literally at a point where I had a conversation with my wife. We were about to have a kid and I was still studying full time. And all these bands were just sort of like eating my life, but I wasn't really seeing anything happen with it. And I, I, I was unhappy. And I was sort of had this conversation with her where, where I went like, okay, maybe we, we step down a little bit. We just tone it down with the bands. We take a step down and I'll, I'll just do it as a hobby. And that's great. And then Bloom happened, and uh, I, I yet again I found myself having lied to my wife. Um, so, so that was that was the end of our game. That was the the thing that happened there. But uh, but it was it was it was pretty crazy, and it's only got crazier since then over the last five years or so. Yeah, you also had the first uh, European tour then with Shining. I remember that, um, right? That that was but that was the first time in Europe with the band, right? Or am I mistaken there? Yeah, it was. Um, we've never done a like a bus tour yeah. before that because that that's sort of not done thing in Australia because 
the distances are insane. Yeah. So it's like wh- when you first start out and you're kind of a nothing band and you're a bunch of dickheads, you get like a higher van. I mean, we're still a bunch of dickheads, <laughs> but like we. But now you have a bus. Bunch of dickheads with no fans. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> suck it. So yeah, we we go. You know, you get a van and you drive to Sydney from Brisbane, and that's like the closest city you're going to be playing doing the metropolitan stuff. And that's like 12, 14 hours drive. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and now we fly because we're too old for that now. But like <laughs> going to Europe the first time was fascinating for us because all of these shows were just like back to back to back. We'd never done more than like five shows in a row. You just, you just don't do it in Australia. So it was a real kind of trial by fire for us to find out like, can we even do this? You know, <laughs> are we actually able to? And it turns out we could. So that was a relief. <laughs> and if you're good, you can, you can drive just almost to Sweden in 12 hours from yep. here. Yeah. And we were very in the south of Germany. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, true. I mean, that's the amazing thing, you know, and, and the thing for us as well. And like, if you haven't traveled very much, and at the time I hadn't, um, I'd only been to like a, a one or two countries outside of Australia. And obviously since then, it's been, like I said, insane. Uh, but at that time, not knowing what it's like, I mean, you can go that 12 to 14 hour drive or fly all the way to Perth, you know, just like six hours on a plane or something and be talking to the people with roughly the same accent and, you know, the, the same culture and whatever else. It's just, if you go to Sydney, everyone's a bit mean. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, whereas in Europe, you'd be, we'd get off the bus after like five hours and everyone's speaking a different language, dressing differently. There might be a different currency and some people are rude and some people are not. It's very confusing. <laughs> so that was an eye opener for us. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Yeah, your favorite from Bloom. Good question. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, either Daughter of the Mountain, because I'm not going to settle on one. You're going to have to get used to this. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with either Daughter of the Mountain or Undergrowth, probably. Um, Undergrowth, because it's, it's a very sweet song. We don't get to play it very live, and I yeah. have a really nice emotional attachment to it. And Daughter of the Mountain, because it's really fun live. It's a very different kind of song for us, and it's it's yeah. a fun journey to take with an audience, for sure. And so before we jump into everything, Rise Radiant, there was one album before that still, and that was In Contact. Um, yeah, what anything changed for that? Um, well, you had some lineup changes, actually. Uh, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, before In Contact, um, Josh had joined the band sort of at the very beginning of the, the writing process for In Contact. I think we had one or two songs uh, completed for that. Um, and Adrian joined like basically right before, like on the, I think the last tour before the album's release. But again, if you're asking about history, you're asking the wrong guy. Um, <laughs> You, you, what you should do is you should back to back this with like an interview with Sam All and right. just see how our stories match up <laughs> because I guarantee you he's right about <laughs> cross-reference everything I say with Sam's memory. Um, that, that could be but fun. Yeah. Having, having the two dudes join the band was awesome. Like Josh, Josh was just, it was like a, a ray of sunshine in the band. It was like a, a real sort of breath of fresh air musically and, and just uh, like in terms of the band meshing and, I have I had never felt safer on stage, really, is how I would describe it when Josh joined the band. I'd never felt more comfortable with the people behind me. You know, it was really, really cool. And uh, we actually, <laughs> his first show with us was actually a hometown show in Brisbane. And we made him play Graves uh, before 
the album <laughs> had come out. And so he's playing this, you know, packed hometown crowd. And it's just like, hey, man, boom, deep end, let's go. <laughs> uh, he, he, naturally, he went well because he's a monster. But yeah, and then it was straight into um, straight into In Contact. Yeah. Um, yeah, you already mentioned Grave, the big one. Ain't nobody got, t ain't mm -hmm. nobody got time for that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I hate that that has become a viral seahorse thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's me I, talking I, shit on stage. <laughs> I, I, I I always make time for that because I'm a I'm an album guy, so I like to listen to complete albums. Yeah, totally. Um, We're in but, the, you're in the right genre then. I think that I a, hope so. An, totally. Hopefully, hopefully that yeah. still exists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but, but still, uh, we we if if we put all the like the complete albums in the playlist it's gonna be endless um so you you, you can pick graves for the playlist if you want i just <laughs> want to put that out there i would <laughs> <laughs> but you can also play I'd, i'd love to or the I cannon's think, mouth um, i think it's <laughs> the cannon's mouth you know what i should do is just mess with your playlist and just say inertia on its own <laughs> nothing else so you just get the telemink censure and then just into whatever's next um <laughs> I'm gonna say Dream the Dead. Uh, All right, that that one's that one's special. I think yeah. you know I, I love it as much as Graves. Those two I sort of hold up as 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 my personal faves. I think from the album and like it again. It's a memory based one for me. When we did our uh, In Contact tour of Europe with all the Aussie guys from Circles and I Built the Sky, every single night we'd be opening with Dream the Dead. It's you know kick open the door, get a here's the show, and so I have a again just just beautiful variety of memories of people and different locations and stuff with that. So yeah, Dream the Dead for sure. Yeah, hmm. that, that might have, must have been the last time we saw each other and at Proc Power. That's right. Yeah, one and a yeah, half years ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Were you in the, uh, were you in the circle hug pit? Yeah. Because I've never <laughs> seen that before. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're like the only prog band out there that could have a circle pit that's all hugs. I don't. I can't think of another one. <laughs> Actually, the, I don't know. Maybe Agent Fresco. You know. You know. You know. The the band that that started it was was uh, Major Parkinson. Like not the band, but it it started the first time during the Major Parkinson show, and and that was right before you guys, right? Or was it the day before? I don't know. I was I was uh, out of my mind with jet lag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, honestly, that was that was an amazing show, and uh, um, yeah, hope you guys will will be back in the future. But now let's yeah, you are already in the future as we established. Um, <laughs> future, yeah. I I'd love to come back. I I love that show. I love the the vibe in the room. It's kind of exactly what. The, the kind of the musical conversation that I'm looking for, you know, it's like I, I sort of pride myself in um, trying to put positive stuff out in the world now, you know, musically speaking and, and in terms of what we say on stage and how we are as people. And, um, and I got that back, Yeah, you know, from the prog power crowd. It, it wasn't just us kind of like doing our thing. There was a real conversation going on. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Um, yeah, and that's. Uh, I think that leads us to the moment everybody's, everybody's waiting for because they are eager to to know stuff about uh, what 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 Rise Radiant is about and how it came together and everything. Um, you got a new band member as well in the meantime on the bass, and I had have have the feeling from what I've seen that he's become pretty 
uh, yeah, uh, like an important band member as well. Um, from what, from hmm. what I've seen That's from afar. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. It, it's, it's, I can't wait for you guys to see Dale play. Um, because at the same time as being a, a super sort of naturally humble and self-critical guy, always trying to look to do more and do better and to, and to really exceed expectations with, uh, with Seahorse, He's also a freaking rock star on stage. I love watching him. It's, it's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, we were in Chile and I, we're up on this big stage playing for all these people and I'm like close to crying because it's this beautiful experience. You know, you know me. And um, and I kind of, I look over to, to the left of me and, and you know, I'm, I'm ignoring Sam. I'm sick of watching Sam play. You know this. Uh, and I look over in, in the far corner of the stage and there's Dale just going for it. And I'm just like, man, God, I love this dude. Interestingly though, Dale is like, um, Dale is, has been in the project basic from day one, you know, in one way or another, Sam and he were studying together at university. Um, and a lot of the uh, first records were, uh, recorded at the university studios where they were studying. And so he was helping to engineer and he was, you know, part of our crew and, and he was always at the shows. We played shows with some of his former bands, um, early in, in the days. And so, you know, basically since 2011, we've, we've known the guy, he came and did lights for us on that same tour of Europe that we were talking about. So he was on the tour bus with us that whole time. Oh, okay. So it's not like adding him to the ensemble was like a, untested kind of yeah. how do we know if we're going to get on with this guy in you know extreme circumstances kind of thing it was well and truly made at that time so it, it just so happens that he's also a, like magical musical fit and his performance on the album is like awesome i was really happy yeah there's uh, even a kind of bass solo yeah there's a bass solo <laughs> that was surprising in autumn <laughs> are we saying solo i'm gonna i'm gonna say lead line i'm not going to give him the credit <laughs> of a solo <laughs> all of my vocal parts are vocal solos you can call that now that's uh, that's official i just want one that's all but no he's yeah th that part was amazing it was actually because again he was he was really nervous i mean full disclosure it's like he he while he's been involved the whole time you know he he's always been a seahorse fan as well like he, he loves what we do and that's part of why he's been such a cool addition to the group is because you know, he's treating it like something that he loves, just like we do. So watching him prepare for those, for tracking, for, you know, his, the first time he's going to put his, you know, fingerprint on, on a, a seahorse record um, was amazing because he was super intimidated by some of these parts and, and, and really went for it. And he just absolutely crushed it. I'm sure you can hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, off the off the air uh, before we started rolling the sound we we already talked about uh, that i had watched a little video you guys put out on the inside out channel explaining a little bit the theme uh, uh of the album and there you said that it was like you tried to a completely different approach compared to in contact um but then it ended up kind of getting uh, an overall theme again without you uh, actually aiming for it uh, can, can you can you uh, yeah exp explain it uh, for us again a little bit uh, what, what what happened with with your with your intentions to make every song individual but then somehow you ended up with with an overarching theme kind of I think this is a symptom of 
this album being particularly honest. I mean, it, it's us kind of expressing directly our frustrations. And I'm sure you would have seen that in our chats in the video as well. Like, you know, trying to go straight from us to the music to you, you know, as the listener, and you can interpret that how you like. Um, but as a result, you know, these are things that we care about. And so there are going to be consistencies throughout the album. Personally, I still think that the songs themselves have their own musical voice. They do. And each yeah. of them kind of has a topic that it broaches and stuff like that. But um, yeah, some of the, the, the overarching themes are really basically what the, what the title suggests. And that is that, you know, despite adversity and despite resistance or despite where you're at uh, or whatever you've suffered, that it, you can stand up, you know, you can rise and you can excel, you can achieve, you can survive. Um, and that's particularly appropriate now, I should think. Mm. And to be honest, it's, uh, it's actually something that I, I need <laughs> yeah. right now. Today is a, is a tough day for me. I, I got to tell you. So it's, it's, uh, it's important when people are stuck like this. Yeah. Um, but I, but I feel like musically, um, I think, uh, Caliglia's horse always had that, uplifting quality yeah. to their music like that's not not something completely new you just kind of fully embraced it and made it a made it like a, a an outspoken the thing, thing mm -hmm. like or made it the thing <laughs> yeah i think i think the difference mainly is just the removal of of uh like character-based storytelling or, or concept and sort of relying more on a theme rather than a concept um because i feel like the the while I, I'm extremely proud of In Contact and, and, and Rivers End and all of the concept stuff that we've done, I feel like, you know, I, I need to take a moment to change up what I'm doing so I don't fall into habits and communicate emotionally directly from myself from time to time. And it, it's kind of daunting to do that, particularly with stuff like Salt or Resonate, um, these things that are coming very personally from me about my experience with, you know, mental health and, and seeking help and, and overcoming things starting a course of medication, all of this stuff is tied in with salt and resonate. And that makes me feel a bit, a bit naked, you know, it makes me feel pretty exposed. And I think it's important to do that artistically because that means that I'm remaining honest, but it is kind of a spooky thing for me to think that people are going to be uh, listening to that on Friday and, <laughs> and making their own judgments about it, you know? Yeah. Um, I have the feeling from, so we had three singles um, that were started with help me with the names i forgot them already of course the tempest was the first valkyrie and then, and then slow violence with the video made by adrian right mm -hmm. yeah and, that's right and um yeah then valkyrie and i i have the feeling well i, I love the first uh two singles particularly and then i got the promo so i knew the song valkyrie before it also was released as a single um But I, I have the feeling for for the listeners that are uh, yeah gonna listen to the album for the first time on Friday they're they're with with salt and the final couple autumn and the ascent there's mm. like like two um, yeah seahorse at its finest hours waiting for them yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you that's like, really nice I think salt is um, um, yeah. Together with Water's Edge and Bloom, maybe. Yeah, it's definitely in my top five ever, ever Seahorse songs. 
and that like wow, that's awesome. autumn and the ascent that like the 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 segue from one into another <laughs> uh almost almost rivals uh um bloom into marigold <laughs> <laughs> no i hear you it's funny though it's kind of like it's very similar to bloom and marigold in a sense in that you know the the two songs aren't like part one and part two, you know what I mean? You could play each of them separately, right? Um, but they do tie together really nicely thematically. I mean, we were talking again in the, the Inside Out video um, about some of the themes and, and that's where the, the the legacy theme and the kind of parenthood theme and all of these things that we were discussing, that's where those two songs really come in and two kind of different perspectives on, um, you know, starting to think about legacy, whether it's personal and then on a, a broader scale, pulling back and having a look at legacy in, in a sense of humanity and, and how that affects us personally as well. Wow. Um, I just pulled up here the Prog Archives page for Rise Radiant and, and it brought to my attention again or brought my memory back that there's going to be bonus track covers that we didn't hear in the promo uh, version. So that's going to be interesting for us especially the um, of course the peter gabriel cover i i don't know the other song i think it doesn't ring a bell but yeah <laughs> it's from a, a new zealand uh group um split ends who ended up uh the neil and tim finn who are the brothers sort of co-writers for that ended up creating crowded house as well um oh, okay. and australia kind of adopted them and said they were ours You know, we're just like, no, the, no, the Finn brothers are ours now. Um, we tend to do that with people. I think we did that with Russell Crowe as well. I don't know, man. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, Split Ends are, are awesome. And Message to My Girl has one of my favorite choruses of all time. I think it's just oh, beautifully wow. written. And uh, it's, it's a real masterwork of pop music. And uh, Sam, Sam and I both love it. In fact, the whole band love it. And it's one of my parents' favorite songs. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> uh, the the Peter Gabriel one's one that I've like. It's a no brainer. If you ask me if I wanted to do a cover, I'd probably throw that one in the mix. Um, and of course, uh, Lindsay Ward from Exploring Birdsong coming in to perform the yeah, right. Kate Bush parts was just amazing to listen to. She yeah, like when we got her um, her performance back just listening to the unmixed demo of the thing. And I, I got to the end of it and I had a tear in my eye. It was amazing. So I think you guys are really going to get a kick out of that. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And it also like ties in to the theme we've yeah. been talking about. It does. It does. <laughs> Coincidentally. It kind of, like, kind of sums actually, it all up. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not just with the pandemic, like, because we were recording the album, obviously well and truly before the, everything kicked off with that. because this is sort of towards the end of last year. And, um, Coincidentally, we were recording those uh, the vocals right at the same time as the the massive bushfires in Australia, um, yep. and it, it was just it was uh, like this uh, bizarre moment where I came to record "Don't Give Up" and I was singing the second verse, and it only just occurred to me how applicable it was by sheer accident um, referring to, you know, returning to the home that you came from and the trees were burned down to the ground. And I had this moment in the studio just then recording that track going like, holy shit, man, it was, it was a, a real moment in time for me. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a very applicable song for now, for sure. Hmm. Uh, Art begets life. Yeah, obviously the, uh, we, we don't know what the future holds at this point. Um, 
but we can still talk a little bit about uh, what um, what we can do of it uh, or what we can try to do. And uh, I mean, a, a lot of bands have been starting to do live streams and stuff. Is there any any plans or thoughts about that doing from your side as well? Um, we haven't actually talked about that in terms of like a live stream performance kind of deal. I mean, in terms of Australian touring, it's entirely possible that before the end of the year, we'll, we'll be off the hook because we're doing pretty, pretty well over here, uh, particularly in yeah. the state that we live in. There's, there's like, it's, it's going really well. So we're not like at New Zealand's perfection yet, but mm. let's adopt that and take it. And we'll call it Australian. We'll do the split ends thing again, the crowded house. That's ours now. Um, but uh, yeah, in terms of international touring and, and stuff like that, it might be a good idea going forward. I know that the guys have some stuff planned for, uh, you know, guitar playthroughs and things like that yeah. um, to put out there. But um, yeah, nothing in terms of like a live stream concert. No, what we haven't, about, what, haven't really locked that what, in. What about a sing-through, huh? <laughs> a sing-through? Yeah, you see, you, you say that. Um, I'm not going to rule it out. Uh, I, think, I think the hardest part of that is that I suck. I think that's the, I think that's going to be the biggest roadblock between me and that happening. Uh, no, but it, yeah, it's on the list too. I'd be very keen to give some of these a crack. Um, I think the ascent would be a, an, an absolute monster to do, but it'd be really fun for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. There's also like, there, there's different models of how to approach the, uh, live streaming thing i mean there's there's been bands that have been doing like real live concerts like shining did like at the very mm -hmm. beginning in in yeah. the, uh, the studio of Simon sandness and um and slave did one with the in the as and, part yeah. of a larger festival yeah and just last week uh uranzi pazuzu from from uh finland um and but Catatonia the Ka week before. Catatonia as well. Um, uh, but the other, the other, um, yeah, way. This is the way. <laughs> There's not only one way. Um, the the other uh, style would be more like, like. Have you seen the Tesseract one? Tesseract did like uh, live in the lockdown or something. That like yeah. Um, that was also between the Zoom chat. Yeah, they they, yeah. they all recorded. Yeah, they they all recorded at home and and in, in different countries, and it worked out amazingly as well. Yep. And uh, so yeah, there's there's different ways to to approach this, which is also cool. Roger and, and Waters just did uh, um, Mother from the Wall with his band, also in the same way that Tesseract did. So oh, like yeah the multiple instruments uh, in different places. That was pretty cool. You should check this out. If you yeah, like, I, I, if you like the song mother <laughs> from what Roger Waters, Pink Floyd. I, 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 I saw the, the, the video thumbnail somewhere and I was like, why is someone sharing that song now? I mean, it's old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't read the, you know, the subtitle or whatever. It's a little yeah, bit funny. Flavor. You have to watch till the end though, because like everybody like clicks off their camera <laughs> and Roger doesn't and he's just still sitting there he's like and I think there must be somebody in the control booth because he's in his studio and they're talking he's like I'm not turning off the damn camera I'm like I'm gonna sit here and talk <laughs> and then he like just starts I don't, 
I think he's look, looking for his dog or something. It's a little bit bizarre. I was just saying, like, hopefully, he, 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 he doesn't start like a political rant or something. I was waiting for that. I stayed till the end. I was like, all right, let's hear I love, it. Like, he, he, he just like reels you in with a, with a song and a really good performance. In the end, it's like, guess what, guys? It's time for my manifesto. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> Well, mother, should I trust the government? I mean, that's, mm. uh, I was waiting for the, <laughs> well. the big speech at the end. <laughs> to that, to that. Oh, man, it's been so long that I've listened to some Pink Floyd properly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about the release on Friday. Probably not as much excited as you because it's not my own songs but i'm i'm super excited for you guys um and and well, I'm, i'm glad and and i'm also super yeah i'm super excited to see the 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 the, the reception and um yeah i'm, I'm going to tell you how the listening parties went it's something that we want to kind of encourage actually i'm going to be doing some because uh, dale and i run all the social stuff at the moment and i want to kind of encourage people to do a listening party even if it's mm-hmm. a digital one and and like share it with us on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Just like, you know, show us that you're listening to the album and whether you're enjoying it. Just like yeah. a whole bunch of people sitting around looking angry and taking notes. I don't care. It'd be fun. Like, yeah. so yeah, if you guys are doing it, go for it. <laughs> I mean, in a, uh, I would say against that, I think what, what I think the album is, and, and we talked about that already before, but I think for this, for, you know, this whole Corona time, it is like a spot of hope and like inspiration, the album and the musically and, the uplifting spirit of it, I think is, uh, is coming at a, at a time when we need it, as you said. So. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. It was, it's a strange coincidence that I wish didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. It, it, say, it's say, really appropriate for now. And I really wish it wasn't. <laughs> same, same with the Haken guys, right? <laughs> no, absolutely. I saw that. I was like, really? But then I, obviously Ross cleared that up for us and going like, Oh, of course it was named beforehand, but man, what a, it's just, bizarre it's yeah. just strange isn't it such yeah. a weird coincidence uh, and actually yes but canary yeah. yellow is amazing by the way that's actually one that i've been spinning if you want to add that to the list but canary oh, yellow sure. really did it for yeah. me um, that was like um amazing video i, 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 I wanted i wanted to ask you actually have you totally. uh, have you uh did you get a, uh, an advanced copy from from inside out have you listened to virus in no no okay no i'm not special Uh, <laughs> but I am hanging out for it very much. Like I, I love those dudes. I think they're amazing. And um, and I, again, if Canary Yellow is anything to, to show for it, like that, that re- it just pushed all of my individual buttons. It was just mm-hmm. this Did- really kind of reserved emotion that put you in this really kind of I don't know scared place somehow that have kind you, of have you, just have, held back. Have you watched the video? What did you think of the video? If you see, I have. It, it was. Uh, super effective for, for, for me actually I, I have listened I listened to the to it in the album context before from my promo copy and it didn't click with me in that like at first but when I when I watched the video it was like boom holy shit I was really blown away yeah. because it, like the impact was so strong suddenly um, yeah but yeah it, it's almost like <laughs> You have to kind of know what it is that they're what they're going for emotionally. You know, it's like it's one of those songs of theirs that isn't you know about their um, like amazing technicality and incredible performance and stuff like this. This one is just pure mood, mm. and when you watch, it really, it like enhances that, and I love it. Absolutely. 
did, did you did you know that there's gonna be a, a song on the album called Marigold? Is there really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Periphery did one. We did one. Why not? It's, it's, that's fine by me. As long as it's not a cover. If it's a cover, actually, no, I'm very excited to hear that. that was, <laughs> I would listen no, to that any day of the week. It actually has a, a part that sounds very much like Seahorse. <laughs> oh, right. And Fascinating. Yeah, this, well, the, 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 the line goes, careful what you wish for, Marigold. Like interesting <laughs> i can't wait that's, a, that's almost that's better <laughs> <laughs> no that's good i like it let's all have a crack i mean there's like about a dozen songs coming out right now called the tempest as it turns out but no one told me <laughs> but you know like tool did it i think the difference between us and tool is that we don't put letters where numbers sh should be and vice versa um, <laughs> you can spell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so this <laughs> this episode is gonna drop on Thursday, as always, one day before the release. Um, that means when this episode drops, um, I only have the three uh, singles available to share in the playlist. So, which one would you choose? Uh, slow violence. That, I that, think. Yeah. That. Yeah. I uh, like that one. <laughs> Uh, by the way, my uh, ten last ten years album okay. has been ticking away oh. in the back of my noggin this whole time, uh, and I think it's it's hard, but I'm, I'm, I am going to go with uh, Destria by Agent Fresco. Oh, oh wow. it, was, it was on my list as well. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> well, partly partly because it's like it's incredible on its own and i can always go back and re-listen to it that's not something that i go like that's from a certain era or that's something that i'm tired of hearing it's, it's always got something fresh for me and i have to say that it was hugely influential on me in terms of writing and vocal approach mm -hmm. because like I've, I've always had this kind of falsetto area of my voice and it's something that i've always really enjoyed but i didn't necessarily have the confidence as a songwriter to p put it in into um, place on a record and yeah. I think listening to Arnold's performance on that um, really just kind of opened that possibility for me so it was it was hugely influential and so yeah that's my choice wow, there it amazing. is yeah. uh, cool. when, record. when we talked about it last week um, I said that it was probably from the 10 albums I chose the, the hardest to pick a song because it, it is the one album that feels yeah like 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 it belongs together as an entirety mm. <laughs> like it's a, a seamless kind of journey yeah i love every track on that i have to say i mean like obviously the the singles like sea hell and um uh dark water are amazing but i, I got such a soft spot for uh for bemoan as well you know i'm just gonna list all the songs on the, <laughs> list them all on the playlist <laughs> I, I, I i last week i put um the autumn red uh, on the playlist because i mean i've seen the guys a lot of times with that album because there's no new album yet <laughs> so it was oh it was always uh quite uh destry heavy the set list and they i think always ended with uh, with the autumn red and which was always pretty powerful and and arno yeah, came awesome. uh, arno came came down into the audience and stuff so yeah. and it is lo the longest song on the album so i thought 
that would be fitting for the playlist. But I'm going to put Bemoan uh, this time for you. Beautiful. And uh, I think that brings us to the end of this show. Uh, that was really cool talking to you. Yeah, um, great deep dive too, Dario, that you brought out of this uh, interview. I don't know if Jim was was expecting that. But, yeah, actually uh, I had trouble. Um, that's uh, fine. I just, I just like talking <laughs> to people and I get bored uh, and this is nice. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> I actually had trouble. Like, I I couldn't access my notes somehow because there's something wrong with my computer. So I kind of just made made that up on the go, <laughs> and I'm happy that it went. Yeah, it was nice well. to hear your perspective on on the records, Jim. That was like some Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master level improv there. I'm that's, <laughs> I'm stoked about that. That's all right. So you must no, not be in chat. Dario's. Thanks, you, you must not be in Dario's campaign then. <laughs> Oh, uh, you are a DM. No, no, no never done <laughs> but it. should be now. Oh, damn it. Okay. Ah, yeah, you definitely should be. You got the goods right okay. there. Okay. Evidence All today. Right. Hey, right. Jim, um, thanks so much for taking the time with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Great chat. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist. And uh, we have also a lot of other cool episodes. And subscribe and give us a like and what all, all of that. Review the show. All, Share it with All your of that. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Listen to Prague and Freaks Out. <laughs> the Freaks Progcast presented by the Prague Space is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, freaks. See you next time. Freaks out. <laughs>